Assalamu alaikum to the Remastered Podcast. I'm your host, Wafat Manasra, and today's guest is Ustada Lubna Mullah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, Rahmatullah Nice to see you, mashallah. Nice to see you too. Inshallah, everything's well and the family's well. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And for you as well, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, listeners, today's topic is going to be how to have to work. And just uh, to give you an idea of exactly what we want to cover in today's session, we know that change is inevitable, you know, and we want to um, learn the best ways that we can navigate that change during our life transitions when we are so invested in the outcome um, that could preoccupy our thoughts with worry and it will cause excessive stress and distract us from remembering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one facilitating our affairs for us in the best of ways. So today's guest, inshallah, will speak to that. A little bit about Sister Lubna Mullah. She's a motivational speaker and community educator. She's a formal national, she is the former national tarbiyah director of the Muslim American Society, where I had the honor of working alongside of her for a few years. Alhamdulillah. I'm very honored to have her here with us today. Uh, Alhamdulillah, she's an active mass member. She has been working as a youth mentor for the past two decades in multiple capacities. Sister Lubna has organized youth camps, led study circles, taught classes in her community, and lectured extensively nationally and internationally. She serves as the IOK Muslim chaplain at UCLA in Southern California. She is a recent graduate of Chapman University with a master's of fine arts and screenwriting. And for those of you don't, who don't know, she does have a YouTube channel. It's called Double Shot Mocha Productions. And I love her, um, uh, you know, segments and, and her videos that she posts there. So when you get a chance, please check it out. Uh, she strives to promote social awareness through humor. She has moved to Egypt for three years with her husband, Sheikh Suhail Mullah, and her children, where she studied Arabic, Quranic recitation, and Islamic sciences under Azhari scholars. She currently resides in Los Angeles, California with her husband and four children. Welcome, Sister Lubna. Thank you. Jazakallah khairan. If you could speak a little bit, Sister uh, Lubna, to kind of the importance of change, how it forces growth, uh, allows us to learn new things, and it, and it you know, allows us to adapt to that transition. Yeah. <clears throat> Bismillah wa salat wa salam ala rasulullah. Uh, change, um, change can be a very scary and uneasy time in our life because of just that. We don't know what's going to happen. Change does not come easy for many people. Um, but I think the greatest kind of upending part of it all is kind of not knowing what comes next. You're waiting for something you know, to happen. Maybe one of the biggest transitions you can say is uh, perhaps uh, maybe after graduating from school and what next, you're looking for a job and you're waiting for that job to come or you know, you're ready to look for that life partner and you're waiting for that life partner to come. Um, you know, there's so many other changes, but those are just some of the few that come uh, to the top of my head. But, but definitely in that waiting process and that change process, uh, there is that waiting period where you're just waiting. And this is where you know, the opportunity for growth is really in uh, bolstering your iman uh, uh, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because uh, you're doing everything that you can and now you're just waiting. You're like literally twiddling your thumbs. And um, that opportunity is huge. And I think when we are successful in, um, you know, mastering the art of patience, mastering the art of tawakkul and contentment, those can all help one each other, right? Sabr, patience, and um, um, tawakkul, you know, just having trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then being content with whatever it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, gives you along the path. Um, 
those things are really powerful tools that can help you in those uh, uh, big transitionary periods. And we can talk more in detail, inshallah, on how to use those tools. Inshallah, jazakallah khair. You know, um, when, as you mentioned, you know, um, that there are uh, so many tools out there. Um, can you speak a little bit to the idea how we um, you know the concept of having control or the desire for us to have control over our lives is a very human, um, natural thing that we embody. And um, speaking t- a little bit to that about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, is the one who really is in control. And for us to balance that out with um, taking necessary steps to, um, you know, handle our lives, but then leaving space for that tawakkul, leaving that space for that uh, concept that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's really in control. Yeah, subhanAllah, for bringing that up because that's, that's a huge uh, concept for us to wrap our heads around. You know, we want to be able to be in control, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one at the end of the day that's in control. Um, uh, that being said, not to belittle making those steps when you don't know where they're going to lead to. Um, uh, absolutely, we need to do everything that is in our power when we're, um, when we're trying to, you know, we're looking for that job, but you didn't find the one. So what do you do? You know, you keep looking, you, you maybe find an entry level position. It's not something that's glamorous at all, or, you know, you maybe are overqualified, but perhaps this would get you in the door, or maybe you do something that's kind of related. It's not even exactly in your field, but again, it may, or it may just, subhanAllah, it may even just be a way of passing your time in a productive manner. No, so, so definitely not to belittle those things that we take, um, that we can do in our control that can help us kind of along that path while we're waiting you know, for, for something to happen. Um, the, 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 the key point here is while we're on that path and nothing is super clear, um, reminding ourselves that yes, Allah SWT is the one that's in charge. Um, we, we do what we plan and Allah SWT plans and Allah SWT is the best of planners. Um, and then being content with that waiting period. What are the opportunities for maybe this downtime or what are the opportunities for you um, in, in being in this uncomfortable position? What are you learning about yourself? What are you learning about your capacity for sabot? What are you learning about uh, in terms of your connection with Allah SWT? Perhaps as, men, as many of us have experienced during this uh, period of lockdown, <clears throat> that was a very uncomfortable, long yeah. period of change and transition. Aside from the many other calamities that people might have experienced due to COVID. So this was an opportunity for us, you know, how um, have we explored our strengths and weaknesses during this time because we've had a little bit more time and because we've been put in a very uh, kind of uncomfortable situation. So um, uh, definitely to keep our eyes out uh, open for all of those opportunities for us and not to kind of be frustrated with that downtime or quiet time or uh, great periods of discomfort. I mean, definitely the pandemic um, was very humbling. Um, That change, that transition was very um, a rude awakening that we actually don't have any control over our lives (laughs) and everything um, that is by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Um, It was a very um, 
harsh reality, actually. Um, I, I know a lot of people who um, it just really threw them through a curveball at them and um, they really struggled. And I pray that that time was a growth process, that it was a learning curve for everybody. And they were able to um, reinforce that tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't put us through something that we cannot handle. Um, and it's a it's a great reminder um, of that. If you could speak a little bit to some ayat or prophetic reminders that we could draw upon when we want to practice that reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we want to have true tawakkul, um, when we are scared or consumed by those thoughts of worry, you know, whether it was the pandemic or any other time that we may go through, um, what are some resources that you could recommend? Yeah, um, you know, the, 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 my favorite uh, couplet of ayat uh, comes in Surah Al-Talaq, which is uh, Surah number 65, and it's uh, verses two and three. They're so profound uh, because it, it's the, the verses really uh, talk about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, for those who are God conscious, how he makes a way out, subhanAllah, and um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, uh, Whoever has taqwa, whoever has God consciousness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make a way out for him. And then in the next ayah, uh, And he will provide sustenance for you. He will provide risk from a place you would have never imagined. And for whoever places his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enough for him. This, these uh, ayat are profound because, and, and, and subhanAllah, it'll take time for this, you know, for us to really, when we're in a state of shock, when we're in a state of being upset or frustrated, like, when is this going to happen? Or when am I going to get out of this bad situation? Like, when is this good thing going to come to me? I'm trying all of these things and nothing is working and all of these other people are getting it or the opposite. I'm in such a bad situation. Everybody else is in a great situation. You know, how am I going to get out of it? If we can truly ponder upon, you know, the trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, 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 you know, and perhaps these ayats can help us, then we would kind of transfer our focus of attention onto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and away from ourselves. Because as you mentioned, Sister Wafat, that's the problem. We think it's all about us. Like I'm in charge. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning and I'm kind of the boss of my day. But in this couple of ayats, and actually the reason that they were revealed, the sabab of Nuzul for these ayats, uh, was that there was a man um, that was in a, in a tribe that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi happened to be visiting. And this, this man was very needy. He had a lot of dependents. And um, his son had taken into battle, was taken into battle and was taken captive. And these parents were so distraught over, they don't know, is he dead or alive? Where is he? What is his situation? Was he injured? And they were so when Prophet Muhammad came to the tribe, this man went up to him and asked him, he said, Ya Rasulullah, you know, we're very distressed over um, our son. He was taken captive and we don't know his whereabouts. Please advise us. What should we do? So he, uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, advised this man um, that uh, he should repeat, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, that there is no might nor strength except uh, of that, uh, except of Allah. Um, and he said, and, he, and Prophet Muhammad advised him to keep repeating it, to keep repeating it, him and his wife. So the man went back to his wife and said that this is what Rasulullah said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
And so they kept repeating la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and um subhanallah as they did as they did so and while prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was still in the tribe they see their son coming back uh, to the tribe coming back home <laughs> and not only that carrying a, a goat subhanallah it was one of the uh it was injured in the time of battle and he was carrying it home prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that he could eat from this goat and feed his entire family the implication of this ayah is just so deep whoever has taqwa in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i mean we fear his displeasure and we seek his pleasure allah will find a way out for you and what else wa yarzuqu min haythu la yahtasib and will provide sustenance from a place you would have never imagined and and ponder on that from the place you would have never imagined because allah is more wise allah knows everything you don't and we need to be humbled by that knowledge so stop thinking well how's it going to work how's it going to happen i you know i've done everything well you have allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows everything and 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 you you know don't know but you know what we can just see uh with our human eyes and and with our human mind so uh, th- that part is key focusing that from a place you would have never imagined and then that whoever puts his trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah is enough you know don't go out of your way and do something that's uh not halal to get that job don't go out of your way and do something that's not halal so that you can uh you know find that spouse or you know you can make that investment or whatever it is that you're looking to do that's what happens when we're not having trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're like well i have to do something i'm desperate no allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Keep you put faith. your trust in him absolutely yeah. absolutely um, I love that you, uh, you reminded us to, um, you know, words that are lighter on the tongue, just to keep that as a, as a habit, uh, as a reference point in our, in our daily, um, they could even to remember that um, the might is, you know, and, and within Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will, and it's not something that we can control. Yes. Um, absolutely. So I, I truly appreciate that, that reminder. Do you, um, so I, I, I remember my first understanding of tawakkul was the story of um, the camel. So tying a camel. Right. And I feel like that um, that has become a going phrase in like my household. Like when we you know when people are like, oh, you know, Qadrullah, or like whatever will happen, will happen. I'm like, OK, but tie your camel like you have to do your part <laughs> as well. So, um, you know, tying tying the camel is that, you know, um, you can't just assume that the camel is going to stay put. Um, and not stray away, you want to be able to do your part, which is tying the camel down so that it doesn't stray away. And whatever happens after that, if it falls ill or if it dies or or um, it breaks the chain, but you did your part. Right. Um, and so that's actually um, is one of my key phrases I like to use with the youth a lot. I'll be like, OK, did you tie your camel? Like, did you do your part, too? Because there's you know, there is a concept of you have to put your full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody is putting any doubt in that. But what are you doing on on your part? So what are some, you know, what's some advice or um, personal anecdotes or just, you know, some um, reflections that you could share that really touches up on the the responsibility of, you know, the believer as well? Yes, alhamdulillah. So, um, you know, when you're talking about tying your camel, which is such an important concept, uh, what are the ways in which you can tie your camel? What are the ways in which you can act? Let's be realistic. So sometimes, you know, there are, there are many things you can do. You're looking for a job. You keep, you keep putting it out there. You're like, well, I've already put out a hundred. I've already put out 
200 resumes. I've applied to this many. How many more? Keep going. <laughs> so this is, yeah. the, this is where Sabra comes in, right? You have to be patient, right? The trust and the patience uh, comes together. Um, you know, you are, um, you're in a difficult uh, relationship. You know, you are in a uh, um, difficult financial situation, whatever it is, you keep trying, even though you're not getting a response, right? You're doing your part. Maybe it's time to go get an, a certificate or it's time to get, you know, uh, take a few classes and something, you know, keep busy. Um, and you don't forget, of course, about dua. You know, let's not belittle dua as well. We don't want to only make dua and not do anything else, but dua yeah. is something huge. Uh, somebody uh, the other day, um, was saying, you know, um, let me know if you find anyone for me to get married. I, I really want to get married. And, and, uh, and they're like, this is my, you know, me calling you, this person calling me, they said, this is my way of doing my part. Like, I like <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, but you know, in this month of Ramadan, make dua. And they're like, yeah. oh, I didn't think yeah. about it, but you know, I'm not so bothered that I'm not like super, I said, no, 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 no. There's nothing, no shyness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. You want to get married? It doesn't, it doesn't matter when you ask Allah SWT and ask him with repetition. Allah SWT loves it when you repeat in dua. So don't belittle dua and don't think like, oh, I'm, I'm being needy. Yes, we are needy. And mm -hmm. that's okay. It's a private conversation between you and Allah SWT. That being said, sometimes there is nothing you can do except for dua and don't belittle that. Um, and this is where I would like to share an anecdote. SubhanAllah, this this concept of, of tawakkul and, and uh, you know, putting our trust in Allah SWT has come in so many different phases of my life where something that I really, really wanted and I got something else instead or something that I really enjoyed that I had and Allah SWT took it from me ever so gently and actually in a painful way. Actually, it was gently but also painful too. It was like sad. Um, yeah. But what was it replaced by? It was replaced by, you know, things that... Allah SWT knew that I needed and I didn't know. And again, this is where our humility is so important as you mentioned, Sister Orfa. Being humble that Allah SWT knows more. And sometimes you wish to change a situation for somebody you love and there's absolutely nothing you can do. Like physically, there's nothing you can do. And, and I remember the effects of this on me one time. I was very distraught. Um, I've never had panic, panic attacks before. But I remember like repeatedly, I would feel my heart pounding like very heavily. I was just distraught over a situation. And uh, I just remember going outside and looking up at the sky and say, okay, Allah SWT, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful for the air that I'm breathing, for the greenery that's around me. I'm grateful, ya Allah. What, you know? So I couldn't fathom like, I am grateful. So why am I feeling this way? Even though I'm so upset, right? And subhanAllah, it dawned on me that it was like, I'm grateful, thank you Allah for all of these things, but I have this problem. It's like, there's no but. It's like, I have this problem, yeah Allah, I am grateful for all of these things. It's, it's a small difference. Instead of, I have this problem, but it's, I have this problem and I'm grateful for all of these things. So I, I kid you not, the moment I said that, my heart stopped pounding. The moment that the, the, moment that the thought came in my head, like, why are you saying, but, oh, I have this, ya, ya Allah, um, get me out of this situation. And I'm thankful for all of these things, including mm -hmm. the, uh, that I'm going to be patient while you uh, 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 test us during this time. There was no but. And as soon as I took the but out, yeah. subhanAllah, wallahi, my heart stopped pounding and I was able to be at ease. 
And, and, and that is the key during uh, a calamity or a trial of just waiting. What do you do? You put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the meantime, you're making dua, you're being patient, you're realizing, yes, all of these other people my age are getting all these things that I'm not. There's a reason for that. I'm not gonna start right. getting jealous. I'm not gonna start being upset. Why me? Um, and I am going to engage in gratitude. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ibrahim, Wala in shakartum that if you are grateful towards me, I will increase you Grace. more in favor. Subhanallah. So, you know, this is this is the difficult part about change, about transition, about tawakkul. It's fighting your nafs when you're insisting that there must be something sometimes that you can do and it's out of your control. And you're like, but you have a law. That is all you need. Right. All you need is to shift your focus, be grateful. Uh, for all of the things you have, even with subhanAllah, if you were to look at a very meek situation, there are still many things that you can count on, you know, your health, all the aspects of your health, or all the aspects of the loved ones around you, or al-na'mat uh, al-Islam, or the blessings of Islam, you know, the fact that you're guided, all of these things, you can be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while you are in this dark space. And, 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 may, and maybe that it's your dua or that it's your gratitude it becomes a means of Allah Taala opening the doors even more for you. That's, that's great. That's a great reminder. Um, just the, the idea that um, tawakkul isn't just when things are going good or going well. Tawakkul is during the difficult times when you have to put all your all of your faith in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And when you're making that du'a, um, I always like to remind. Um, Especially the youth I work with, um, and and now that they're you know, best, um, you know, what is the name of Allah that you recommend that when we are calling on Him, um, for these du'as of tawakkul, for these um, conversations that we're having one on one, I like how you mentioned earlier, like don't be shy or embarrassed to show weakness when you're speaking to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala when you're making that du'a. Um, so what are some names of Allah that you, you we could recommend to our listeners that when we are calling upon him to use these, that they are reaffirming um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's um, ability to answer that dua? Uh, I, you know, one that I, I always, I, I love to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his name, uh, Al-Kareem, um, because he's generous. So, you know, mm -hmm. we ask upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity. Um, that is one... Um, there's one dua that I like to repeat also. It's not just one name, but it has a few, yeah. uh, a, a few of his uh, attributes, subhanAllah. Um, um, la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahul mulku lahul hamd yuhi wa yumit huwa hayun la yamut biyadihi al-khair wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. You know, it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that, you know, there's no partners with him. It's, to me, it's like one of like the absolutes. It's reminding you of, of the absolutes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he, um, there's no partner with him, that he is the one that, you know, gives life and he gives death and over everything, and I'm paraphrasing, and over everything he has uh, um, the ability, he has the qudra. And when, when you really ponder upon that meaning, um, it's, it's all encompassing and it just reminds you, it's like he can do everything. So why not, why not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something that you think, oh, it can't happen to me, or I don't deserve it, or it's impossible. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he can give. So uh, inshallah, that helps. Yeah, don't, don't be limited by what you think um, that Allah is capable of, because um, 
our understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's um, ability and, and power, um, when we limit it to our dunya perspective, um, we're not doing justice by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to really remember that um, uh, when we're asking to ask the most of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, beyond what we can fathom because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able and has the power to provide more than what we um, what we and our limitations um, forget. Um, so Jazakallah khair for that. Um, I would like to just transition a little bit. Um, so when we have um, this concept of uh, having tawakkul during these life transitions, uh, we have a lot of times um, we have tools, right? The resources like dua, like the dhikr, like turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how do we ensure that we make an internal peace with that change? Um, what are the best ways that we um, reflect on those lessons and uh, really pull the best um, wisdom from them, regardless of our um, if it goes well or not? You know, we want to be able to accept and make peace with that change. That, that's a fantastic question. And I think that's that, that can be difficult to ask, Sister Rafa. <clears throat> and I hear the hear the concept, of, you know, we mentioned gratitude. And uh, I think it's a very corner, uh, important corner, cornerstone of, you know, a, a trifecta of, of uh, uh, attributes that can help. So one of them that we mentioned was gratitude. And gratitude can help you in times of, you, you know, can help you with sabr, with, with patience. And patience and gratitude can help you with rida, with being content. And I, those qualities are so important. So, you know, when Allah SWT tells in the Quran, وَسْتَعِينُ بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَةِ that uh, seek, seek help in Allah SWT, seek assistance through patience and prayer. Um, so, you know, that patience of keep reminding ourselves that there must be a reason why Allah SWT wants this for me. What are, what are the good things that I can be doing um, because I'm in this situation? If that makes sense. Okay, I wish I could have had this. I wish I could be doing this. I wish I was not in this situation. But what is still some of the good things I can do? Can I still help people? Can I make dua for them? Um, what is what are some khairat? What are some good deeds that I can be doing? Whether you know, in terms of you know my um, my worship or my um, you know being in a career or, or what have you. So that patience is so important, and then that can lead to contentment. Contentment is the the absolute most important quality when we're talking about these struggles, because it's not saying thank you Allah for this calamity or thank you Allah that I don't have, right? We can thank him for all the things that we're pleased with, but we're not displeased with him. We're not displeased. Contentment means we accept, that we accept what it is that Allah SWT has decreed for us. And in paraphrasing, you know, a really beautiful hadith of Prophet Muhammad SAW when he mentioned that amazing is the affair of the believer because we would never say this bad thing happened. Because no. technically all of his affairs are good. Why? When something good happens, then he is thankful and it is good for him. And when something quote unquote bad happens, he is patient and that indeed can be good for him. And so, you know, you know, in chaplain, chaplaining uh, uh, some students, they've come to me very distraught sometimes and saying, I don't understand. Like I've been assaulted or this bad thing has happened. You know, it's been a death in the family. Am I supposed to be grateful for that? Because people keep telling me, Oh, you know, be grateful. At least this didn't happen to you. At least that didn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to address that for a minute. So what we're grateful for, of course, are all of the good things. We don't need to be grateful for the calamity. All we need to do is to be content that to accept 
See, that's different than happy. I'm not like, oh, I'm happy I have this calamity. I accept from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because I know that there will be some growth. There will be some, you know, um, post-traumatic growth, even in those really bad situations. But I'm not going to see it now. And people don't need to like force that down your throat. Oh, well, at least this didn't happen to you. Be grateful that you have this. That is something someone needs to internalize on their own. The best thing when, you know, we're trying to comfort somebody when they're going through such a difficult time is to not say at least, at least, at least. It's to say, I, um, you know, I'm so glad you shared this with me. You know, this is so difficult. I'm here to support you in whatever way I can. You just want to comfort them. Later when you're having a really long conversation or they're, you know, they're re talking to you re re repeatedly, then perhaps you can offer some insights on, you know, on some advice or things that they can do. But just always kind of forcing down Iman uh, down someone's throat is not really right. helpful. So that, that, that concept of Rida to, for us to understand that it's just being content with a difficult situation, not that we have to be happy or grateful for that problem, I, I think makes a big difference. And Jazakallah khairan. I think, um, as, as you mentioned, um, having sensitivity in the matters and when we're dealing with each other, but um, learning to accept or be content with what happens, especially during the calamities and especially during the tough times, um, whether it be, you know, um, death or illness or, uh, you know, lack of success, um, you have to be able to look at it that um, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's way of um you know, when you think of death, right? Everyone's like, oh, you know, they died and and I, and we lost them. And I'm like, but also death is a rahma. This person is no longer struggling. There's no, there's no longer some, um, you know, if they've been stuck in the hospital and, and, and very ill, there's no more, you know, a trauma of that struggle. Um, we have to think of death sometimes is a form of uh, mercy on their soul. And so when you start to think of these calamities and you're able to adjust your mindset, it's very crucial to uh, that growth or it's very crucial to accepting what happens and remembering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does know best. You know, um, that person's time came and it's, it's best for them and you will get through it. Um, don't feel that you um, have, you know, now that you know you struggle with something difficult or you're failing or you're you don't seem that you're successful that this is the end of the rope no you can't be hopeless you have to be able to um have that faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no, absolutely uh, losing losing hope and losing faith can be such a uh a damper on your own uh, uh personal growth and your own opportunities when you think you know that's it for me there's no hope you're the one putting a stop actually Whereas when you just keep pushing forward in, in whatever menial way that you can and through, you know, tawakkul and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, putting trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua, um, you will be surprised at what are some of the, like you look back 10 years later, it's like, wow, I couldn't <laughs> believe, you know, where I am now and where I was 10 years ago. I couldn't, you yeah. know, I was in such a bad place or, or dark place, you know, so, so absolutely. Before we close, uh, Ustad Lubna, um, I really appreciate your time being here with us. Uh, for our listeners and our viewers, if they want to learn more about you or tune into the work that you do, where they can, where can they go, and what's the best way to um, see the work that you are putting out there? Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's uh, it 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 gets lit up with my videos as time permits and as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those very fun outlets for me that um, side I project enjoy. yeah double shot mocha productions that one day inshallah you know hopefully we'll be able to you know make longer uh, projects inshallah and uh and i'm on facebook if anybody ever needs to reach out to me at Lubna Mullah. 
And uh, alhamdulillah, that's, uh, you know, that's it. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair. For our listeners and our viewers, just a reminder that um, there no, you know, uh, all is not lost. There's immense hope and um, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having that tawakkul is really just putting your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understanding um, that when there is good that happens, you're grateful. And when there is go as to plan that you have contentment. Um, and we pray that Allah, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses um, our listeners and our viewers and as well as everyone putting this program together. Uh, Jazakumullah khairan. Sister Lubna, any final thoughts? Alhamdulillah, no, just to, uh, you know, really to take advantage of uh, these last 10 nights of Ramadan. And if you're listening to this outside of Ramadan, you know, really uh, uh, take advantage of your health and your time and your wealth. Uh, while you have it, um, you never know the efforts that you put in now, how that will benefit you. Um, if not in the future, then definitely in the afterlife. So never uh, uh, belittle the time and the uh, energy that you have now, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. And thank you to our viewers and listeners from the Remastered Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.